All right, I'll bring the show in. We'll, might as well just start. Yeah. And now it's time to sit back and enjoy the two true freaks internet radio broadcast. I find their illogic and foolish emotions a constant irritant. Then transfer out, freak. Two. Along the circus, right next to the dog-faced boy. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit. Ah! Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? And now, together by live simulation via the internet, Scott Gardner. He's an asshole. And Chris Honeywell. Boy, is he great. It appears we have lost our sex appeal, Captain. Yes. Welcome to a spontaneous episode of Two True Freaks. Um, uh, you guys have probably noticed we haven't heard from um, one of our Demanza Corp podcasters, Hope Mullinex, in for about six months. Well, yeah. The, well, as you hear, there's her voice. I've actually, I've actually cornered her on on Skype and uh, got her on a call. So, uh, hey, she doesn't have a show ready, but now we're gonna have a show because we're just gonna make you talk for a little while and put it up on the podcast how do you like that that sounds perfectly okay hi everybody i'm i'm sorry i vanished um just life happens you have to deal with life sometimes so it happens it's happened uh yeah it's already happened to scott like three times in <laughs> the course of two true freaks so you know, I, you're not I, alone yeah I, I completely understand so but I'm, I'm hoping to get up on that like uh podcasting high horse again and and i'm working on a few shows and trying to get them back together and stuff so we'll, we'll get this done we'll, we'll get it god what 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 exciting has happened since uh in the last six months well i've been a big nerd that procrastinates on tumblr mostly and i've been seeing a lot of movies and i've been starting to read comic books again because i got smacked in the face by the avengers and and i i've developed a deep love for benedict cumberbatch and tom hiddleston and they're the reason i support polyarmory because i hope they come into my life sometime soon and just being a big old fangirl that i always am (laughs) (laughs) all right that's a good start that's a great start yeah so basically i've been the nerdy pervert (laughs) yaoi fangirl i've always been yeah it's not yeah. often you get to hear somebody uh, put the word polyamory in a <laughs> slide hey, that into the conversation too. It's only illegal if you get married. Just saying. That's true. For now. For now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we're being evil laughing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, this the, feels good. I missed this. I really have. I really miss podcasting. It's just been crazy. The the polyamory, um, love hour. What, yeah, the um. It is almost two a.m. It's the polyamory love hour. Cue the music. The, I'm just trying to think of the the polyamorous agenda. You know, going out there in, and and pushing it to. Well, you've been hanging out on on Tumblr, and that's uh, you know, Two True Freaks has a Tumblr site now, but we're just. You know, we, people people look at our Tumblr stuff, but it's just not. It's like our our Tumblr site is sort of like a promo for the show. It doesn't it doesn't fit into the you know we don't have the 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 time and the energy or the focus on Tumblr like most people do because now that you know now that I've like followed a bunch of people and you know I was looking around for people who were Star Wars fans and. And just general fandom people, and um, oh my God, there there are a lot of, you know, well, a they're a lot younger than me, and a mm -hmm. uh, lot lot of lot of girls, and yeah, uh, yeah, that's lot, that's where a lot of teenage girls. So there's a lot of just super, 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 you know, fandom. Obsession. It's a paradise for me. Yes, yes. It's 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 made for you more than it is. <laughs> I, I do know there are some other um, podcasts on there. Like I've been recently getting into the Baker Street Babes, which is um, an all girls Sherlock podcast, and I think they're the first all girls Sherlock podcast. Um, and I know they're on Tumblr a lot. And it's not that they just uh, do their shows, but they usually post there and links to it and stuff like that. So maybe we can use Tumblr to find other podcasts and make podcasty friends. What I love about Tumblr is I don't know what kind of uh, setup they've got with Google or anything like that, but they, stuff on Tumblr seems to get just sucked into the search engines, and and it's it's amazing. You know, we'll put we'll put up something on. Uh, you know, we tested it. We we started putting, you know, for our start when I'd post up a Star Wars podcast, I'd put the tag uh, "Best Star Wars Podcast," just in case anybody's googling for best Star Wars podcast, because we might as well say we're the best, because there's no way to prove it otherwise. <laughs> and uh, started running searches, and sure enough, you know, those Tumblr ones would come up while. Meanwhile, like in Libsyn and stuff, when we put that tag on it, it doesn't seem to have any effect at all. So I, I love Tumblr for that. I love also be finding all the insane moving GIFs that people craft on I, Tumblr. The thing about Tumblr for me is I when I was growing up, I remember like old school like fan sites where mm -hmm. I could go on like, for example, like a Sailor Moon fan site and to have like every piece of original art ever created from the anime and the manga. It would have all the songs, all the episodes, fan fiction, fan art. Like it would have like legit everything in the world on one website. And then you would just go to another website and it's the exact same thing, like old school fan sites. And then the internet got hit with like censors and stuff like that and it all came down. Because that's like when they started really regulating the internet, and it just sort of reminds me of that time period. Because you could, you could think of just about any show or book or TV series or anything, and and put in the Tumblr and find it again. And it mm -hmm. almost has the same feeling as like old school fan sites, yeah, which I I love. Tumblr's still got a wild west feel to it because a it it's not really uh it really doesn't censor very much, 
So I, I, I know that you can, you know, flag stuff for, for hate speech. You know, they do have things that they, but they will allow nudity and stuff like that. So, you know, sometimes, you know, especially if like, um, the two true freak site isn't as much like a personal Tumblr space that I've crafted to my own, you know, um, interests and stuff like that. It's more of just sort of like, uh, reaching out to as many people as possible type thing. So if somebody like looks at one of our posts and likes it, I usually go look at their Tumblr. And if, if, unless it looks like they're completely annoying or spammy, then I'll follow them, you know, and so that they see that I followed them. And then, and then, you know, I get to see what they're posting and stuff like that. But once you start doing that with a lot of people and you go and you turn on your dashboard, sometimes you get some stuff on there that you have. It's just like, holy cow. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, you got to be kind of careful about that. But I, that's that's kind of why it's fun. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I had, a, I actually, I had a it's really. It's almost like Russian roulette, but with mm -hmm. naked, like you'd be like, oh, yay, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, penis, Star Wars. <laughs> yes, yes. If, if, you're, if you're penis shy, stay away from Tumblr because also in in or booby shy or booby shy yeah the in addition to a lot of teenage girls there's a lot of i think like um like gay male art students <laughs> yes and for lack of a better term and they make us yaoi fangirls very happy so yeah. god bless them right right so so but you know that, that means the occasional penis is going to show up on your you know is going to turn up Unlike on your dashboard me, sometimes. or if you follow a lot of people who post occasional penises then you have a lot of like it's very common i guess what's the plural for penis is Pe it peni i think it would be peni yeah then you have a lot of peni on your dash mixed in with like, I don't know, Sherlock and like, I don't know, Star Wars and stuff. The, you know, well, the, 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 it's it's also the greatest is if, if there's something with a fandom associated with it or that's 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 popular, you can like I'm, I'm a big fan of Breaking Bad and the new season of Breaking Bad just started this weekend. And uh, and I and I I don't have a TV, so I catch up to it on the internet eventually. And I was just like, "Oh, that's right, Breaking Bad should be started." I wonder if that started yet. All I have to do is put a search in on Tumblr, and you can sort of see people have already got you know, if it's on, people have already got gifts up of it and uh, and are griping about. Um, it's been really fun watching people talk about The Walking Dead tv show on tumblr as a fan of the comic who's been god that comic i guess has been almost it's almost 10 years old now and um so there's all these people who are like high school kids and stuff and they're they're just discovering the walking dead they don't even know a lot of them don't even know it's a it's a comic book and watching yeah. watching them fan obsess over something that has sort of been like a, a small fandom and now is bro it's very interesting to watch i'm i'm a nanny to a 12 year old boy um and he he loves the walking dead like he he's really wow. into it so for his birthday i got him the first um trade paperback of it just you know just something for him to read he's a, he's the most brilliant kid i ever met he has a fucking lego city that he's built from scratch in his basement like he's an amazing child um, and I gave it to him, but he was completely bewildered and pulled one of those. I didn't know they made comic books based on the TV show. <laughs> and I was like, son, son, we need to have a long talk now. 
You know how they always say the book's better than the movie? Well, the comic's better than the TV show. Yeah, he was like, I can't believe comics like covered all four seasons. I was like, do you want me to buy you book two? He's like, no, I want to see season five first. So I was like, okay, I'll deal with you later. It's gonna take so many years for that comic to catch up with the, or for the TV show to catch up with the comic at the at the pace that they travel. That that you never have to worry about about that. I want to work on the technical side of that because like I'm. <laughs> Being in Atlanta, I'm I'm in the hub of it, and a lot of my actor friends have already been zombies. Like mm-hmm. my friend Eric, uh, like was one of the main zombies. I ate a a one of the characters, and um, it just sucks because I'm not an actor. So I, I want to jump hey, in there. Can you get him on? Can you get him on our Walking Dead Wednesday show? Uh, I I have to talk to him. He's moved recently, so we've been a little out of contact, but. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, hunt him down. We, I'd love to have a zombie on the show. Uh, <laughs> but um, Bonafide biter. It's another one of those. I also heard that they're filming Catching Fire in North Georgia, right where I live. And I just, I don't know how to find these people. I'm just, I kind of just want to start walking around the woods and hope I run into like Liam Hensworth and then ask him. Okay, no, that's actually bad. I won't say that last part. That's but, not actually a totally bad plan. <laughs> that's not a totally unrealistic plan. I'll be the crazy girl that's like going through dehydration after three days of walking around in the woods and just being like, can I be in your movie? <laughs> yes, that's a great first impression. I want everyone to remember me that way. I've no, you know, I, I, I mean, I went to film school with all these people whose aspiration was to get into movies and and stuff. And the most the people I know the that work the most like have the most actual practical jobs in those that kind in that field mostly didn't go to film school they 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 ended up like you know like what one guy ended up going on a set with his friend and they said look we need other people you know i mean you don't need any experiment experience you were running to get coffee and stuff and they liked him and everybody would put in a good word for him and and next thing you know they call him up and say hey you want to come to this shoot and the next thing you know, the electricians are like, hey, you know, let, we'll show you some of the stuff. And then the next thing you know, he's getting his electrician's license and, and signing up with the union and on the road, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I, I got to say, I I'm imagine The Walking Dead's a pretty low budget production or at least, you know, so they're probably always looking for people. Mm hmm. My dream job, if I fail as a novelist, is definitely to become the personal assistant to Mark Gatiss or Stephen Moffat. <laughs> um, That's what I want to do. I'll get coffee for them any day. Um, Hell, Mark Gatiss can use my back as a footstool. I'll lay on the floor. What's um, what's the one? Um, Reedus. Is is Norman Reedus? The um. The redneck from Walking Dead, from the TV um, show. See, he's he's like a Tumblr star, like you wouldn't believe. I, I I can't go on to Tumblr on my dashboard without, and he's in that Boondock Saints, also, which is comic book based, and uh, so there's just there's just people got there's just like teenage girls gushing about him. You know, I scroll down and down and down, and it's just. Gift after gift of 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 um. I want to say Merle, but he's yeah he's no he's Daryl, 
Is he Daryl or Merle? I always I get know. the two messed up. Michael Walking Rooker's Dead is one. one thing that I haven't had a chance to like really jump into. Like I know of it, and I know I of course know the premise and everything, and I've listened to you guys' show a few times. I just don't oh. know it. So you haven't read the comic or watched the TV show? Mm-mm. Oh, I'm lucky, not a big, lucky. I'm not a big horror person. So for for something like zombies or anything that having to do with the horror genre, it really takes me a lot to really get into it. So well, all all you have to do with Walking Dead is just start because it'll suck you into it. Because I don't know how many. Well, Scott's a perfect example of somebody who's he he you know the occasional horror movie or something will catch his interest, but he's not really into the genre as a whole and and he's the one who got me into the walking dead he's the one who recommended it to me so it, the zombies um, are scary zombies are are scary but you know as as most good zombie um stories go it ends up being other people end up being scarier than the zombies as as time goes on there's always the best like the one where it's actually the humans. Mm. There's, my favorite episode of Torchwood is like that, where it turns out the bad guys are not aliens, but they're humans. I've, I've, still have not. I've, I, I'm still have Doctor the whole that whole last season of Doctor Who to watch. Good luck. Have fun with that. Really? Did, did it? Is it not it, that good? It's not that it's not good. I guess the first season with Matt Smith, as we discussed for like what four or five hours something like that yeah it was it was awesome because i what i liked about it was it was so episodic in nature where it'd be just have one episode and it's an adventure and the next episode an adventure and it's next episode and it's adventure and then suddenly at the end of the season it's all connected and it blows your mind because everything suddenly makes sense right and so it the last season just it wasn't bad but it was really plot heavy like yeah i didn't have that like fun adventure feel as right. the first Matt Smith season had. And and it's not that I don't like River Song, but they really heavily focus on River Song. And I like her, but she's not my favorite character, so I didn't really care. And it was just one of those things I really wish it followed Matt Smith's first season. So it's good, it just wasn't as great as his first mm-hmm. season. which is. But I'm excited for the new season because it has... Just it looks awesome, and it has Rupert Graves in it, who is the British Silver Fox. Ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Anderson Cooper is the American Silver Fox, and he's the British Silver Fox. And if you get them all in a one room, polyamory. <laughs> oh my God! I could, let me list you my harem. It's I, I I on my Tumblr for a while. I was doing my to do list, and it's it's still there. Uh, I just got to do number 20, which is going to be Tom Hiddleston. I just haven't had time just to sit and do it yet. I had a, I had a friend who unfortunately got known by a bunch of girls as polyamorous Mark. Poor guy. <laughs> he, he was, he was, he was, he was date, quote unquote, date, dating, seeing one person, but he was, you know, free to do whatever he wanted. So he was meeting up with this other girl, and they went out to dinner and stuff. And then at dinner, he goes, "Well, I just wanted to tell you, I'm I'm polyamorous." And she was just like, "Oh!" And that was the end of that. <laughs> poor, well, poor just guy. Just because you're on a diet doesn't mean you can't look at the menu. Exactly. Exactly. What were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know either. I just gonna... love the I just love the term polyamorous. It cracks me up. It, it it reminds me of my days of going to the pagan festivals. There was a lot of polyamory going on there. That's where I first heard that that term. 
Although, you know, you can sort of break it down. I was, I didn't, at least I didn't have to have it explained to me. I was just like, oh, okay, I, I see what that means. But it sounds very Renaissance yeah. fair, you know? <laughs> it sounds like something would be quite miraculous, and in my brain it is, but I don't think anybody else but me thinks that. No, it's, I, I always look at stuff like that as the stuff of like a, um, a future utopian society or something, you know, some sort of <laughs> some sort of Logan's run world without carousel or something, you know, where <laughs> mankind's finally evolved to the point of where, you know, whatever, but nobody's concerned about Captain any Jack of that Harkness. stuff. Got it, got it. Huh? We're all pretty much Captain Jack Harkness. <laughs> yes. And breathes, we can love it. Yes, everybody's David Bowie basically and and yeah. <laughs> But that's, you know, I mean, that's, that, there, there's, yeah, I, I, I always see that in the hazy, hazy, <laughs> maybe possible future, you know, if, if, if humankind can survive and, and evolve long enough, you know, I'm, I'm sure that the only, you know, and there's, there's people who practice it nowadays, but the problem with that sort of like ahead of, you know, like you could have like a little commune where it's like, Oh, every, it's a free love commune and stuff. But in in an unevolved society, that it it can always go to the sort of culty <laughs> direction because it's just like, you know, we have our domed building in the middle of the desert, and you start and you have to sort of seal yourself off from from the rest of society and and all that. So, anyway, what other nerd stuff do we got to talk about? I don't know. I have a list of movies that have come out so far in 2012, and I was looking through them at all the ones I've seen. I've only seen... I've only um, gone to the theater for Avengers twice and um, Prometheus, and I'd like to see Prometheus again. But I'm thinking seriously. I was thinking of Spider-Man. I think I'm going to wait on Spider-Man. It's good. Yeah. It's really good because I was kind of iffy about it as well because, you know, Tobey Maguire left a terrible taste in my mouth. And then I was really hoping it would have Avengers tie-ins, but it's the Fox Marvel, not the Disney Marvel. Mm. So, but it was, it, 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 I loved it. I, he's really, really good. Andrew Garfield as, I, as Peter Parker. I just don't want to sit through the origin story again. I'm, I'm, I, and, and everybody was like, that I've seen, that I've talked to not everybody but a lot of people have been like it was really good and, and they're like but you know yeah it was the origin story again you know that was a little bit you know and and so I can see I can see me being in the theater going just like okay yeah spider uncle ben yeah I know I know <laughs> yeah I I can see that see I was just enjoying watching him he he plays a teenager well there was times right. I was like god you're so annoying I want to punch you in the face but you're really cute well I mean th there should be a little annoying want to punch him in the face to uh to Peter Parker at that point he, he's, he's, he's a lot more canon to the uh comics though he's very witty mm -hmm. and very that's what I like most about him because before Tommy McGuire was like I'm trying to be funny mm -hmm. while Andrew Garfield it just it really just rolls off the tongue to the part point where I was wondering if how much him and Emma Stone were improving. Oh okay. Uh, like they were really just they would play off each other really well and um so it I don't know, I liked him. And he was in Doctor Who for, you know, like a whole two episodes so 
Well, I'm leaning towards Judge Dredd, maybe my next uh, <laughs> foray into the movies. I've been hearing good things about it. I don't know if I know about that movie. Here, please, please. Uh, it's a. Uh, tell me. It's Doctor McCoy playing uh, from the the new Star Trek, mm-hmm. playing Judge Dredd. Unlike, uh, uh, have you ever seen the first Judge Dredd movie that they, uh, from, I, it must have been the 90s, the early 90s. It was a Sylvester Stallone movie. And the original source material comes from, I think the name of it, it was like a newspaper called Prague 2012, maybe, or 2001, maybe, 2001 A.D., and it was a weekly newspaper in Britain, and they used to have Judge Dredd comics in it. And it was total dystopian, cynical violence. Basically, the end, a, the, a good end of a Judge Dredd story. If things a happy ending is Judge Dredd is still alive. <laughs> That's all it. You know, just whole whole cities would get nuked in just a sort of offhand comedic way. It, uh, Hundreds and hundreds of citizens would die in, you know, in three panels and without, you know, without any characters blinking an eye, you know, it was, it was just from a, and then the Sylvester Stallone movie came and it was just lame. And another thing is Judge Dredd never takes his mask off. He's just a scowl under a mask. And, you know, Sylvester Stallone had his mask off 90% of the movie because he's, Sylvester Stallone not this Judge Dredd and I hear it's uh I hear it's you know a combination of fun science fiction uh character study and uh the the name of that actor is um eluding me right now I don't have any browsers open to google him either but the guy you know the the guy who played Dr. McCoy in uh Star Trek 2009 you know he he Basically, you just see his lower jaw <laughs> through the whole movie. That's all there is to it. And and Judge Dredd doesn't smile. He just always has a Clint Eastwood scowl on. And they, they stay true to that. And it sounds like it's a bloody, violent, um, ridiculous good time. So I was... I I didn't know it was happening, so it took me by surprise, and then I was like, "Ah, we'll see." Uh, but the the early reports make it sound like it's right up my alley. Yeah, but that sounds like it really is right up your it alley. Is. It is, and like I I uh, I'm I'm torn whether I want to see the Dark Knight. I'm I'm in that very same boat. I I really am. Um. Which sucks because out of DC, Batman's my my favorite, and I just God, if it was anybody other than Bane and Catwoman, I I probably would be more excited. <laughs> I just I think it's just gonna be so hard to top the Heath Ledger Joker. I mean, it's just that was good. That was a damn damn good movie, and it had and with. I think with Ledger's death, it just had so much emotion around it as well, and it's just one of those things that I don't know. I'm just I'm... you're not gonna capture the lightning in the bottle again. You see, that's yeah. that's the thing is I did I didn't really I didn't hate that movie as much as Scott and I gripe about. It. Scott hated that movie. 
I didn't I didn't like it, but I didn't think it was like a a bad a terrible movie. I think he just like bit off way more than he could chew and and Heath Ledger's performance sort of is what was the saving grace for the if if there if it wasn't for that performance that movie wouldn't have gotten the I don't think the accolades that it that it did it sort of so you know oh, yeah. the, the the movie sort of you know formed right around him so I, I've been I'm I'm a total I, I love Heath Ledger I still have like pictures of like like I love Heath Ledger like books and stuff and so I I was terribly wrapped up in that movie and excited for it and and the character of Bane, it's just, and you know it's a guy in a mask, you know it's a it's a big homunculus sort of guy and, in a mask. And I don't mind Catwoman, and I I love Anne Hathaway. I love her to death, and I'm stupid excited for her to be in Love Miserable in December. But I just I don't feel her for Catwoman, and just and even then Catwoman's not really my favorite. I'm just I I want to see it. But I would, cause I actually, if it was wrapped around one of the Robins, like finding a Robin, God, if it was Jason Todd, I'd be all over this movie. Holy God. Yeah, I just, I don't know how far they're gonna be able to get with the angsty, grumpy, you know, cyn- cynical was- thing after the Avengers. You know, I mean. Yeah. That that movie was showed. People how to do it in the cinemaplex again, and I'm, think... I'm actually I heard rumors that they're wanting to release a director's cut of the Avengers to theaters with like 30 minutes of extra stuff, and I will watch the fuck out of that movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that's... I'd rather see that 20 times and go see Batman once. Well, that's that. That's the thing. Is is it is it? Uh, Scott and I just recorded. It's in the can, and I don't know if it'll. it'll this will probably get out before that show does but we did a it's um 30 years ago is 1982 and uh um what reminded us of it was that people were talking oh it's a 30 year anniversary of et and scott went to look to see what other movies got released in 1982 and it was just a ton of great movies and movies that have you know turned out to be be classics considered classics and um there's been a lot of blockbuster movies in the last 10, 15 years, but uh, I Avengers is the first movie in a long, long, long time that's been, uh, you know, uh, get 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 as many asses in the seat, get the fanboys going, get the popcorn going, and get the get crowd the fangirls and the new the new people. I mean, because for me, like I've always been. Oh, there's a DC lots of girl. stuff for the, well, there's a lot of stuff for the ladies in it, you know, too. Uh, yeah, there's a ton of asses, and we love them. Um, but I mean, for someone like me, like I've always, you know, when it comes to comics and stuff, I've always like. And I, I I grew up with Batman. I grew up with Justice League. Like that was me. And when it came to Marvel, you know, I I loved X Men. But other than that, like I never really dove into Marvel. But since they had all these lead up, like with the Iron Man movies, I recently saw Captain America. Don't even get me started on Thor because I could make love to that movie all day. I, I watched <laughs> Thor. I watched Thor and Captain America today because the kid I nanny hadn't seen them, so we did a double feature. Um, so I'm really hopped up on Thor and, um, it just, it got me 
into the entire Marvel universe again. Like, I'm really excited. Um, I've been buying the Thor comics. I'm looking forward to reading Winter Soldier soon since they announced Captain America 2. Um, I'm really... So, so for someone like me, it's really great to be able to finally be able to delve into this world and know who these characters are. And it, I think it's just bringing about a new generation of fans because I mean just even looking at the kids I nanny they're like 10 on 11 and 12 and we talk Marvel almost all the time now yeah well I mean there's you know uh, you think of the blockbuster movies that we've had even the ones that were good and then all of a sudden you put Avengers there and it harkens back to the old days when Spielberg was knocking them out of the park all the time mm-hmm. and uh I mean, even with Hunger Games, like, I I loved Hunger Games, and I loved the books, and I loved the movies, but it just does not hold a candle to Avengers. I, I... And I think a lot of it is all the lead-up. Like, because I hadn't seen Captain America before I saw Avengers. I've only seen it recently. And it was, I th- it was one of those things that, like, even though I didn't see Captain America, I'd seen Iron Man, and I'd seen Thor, so I was excited about seeing those characters in Avengers, so it made up for me not knowing who Captain America was. Have you seen The Incredible Hulk yet? I haven't, but now that I've saw- seen Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, it's going to be so weird to see Edward Norton. Ed Norton's I- a great, he's great. I was kind of upset that he wasn't back, but I like Ruffalo's Hulk a lot, too, or his banner a lot. I, I really want to now see a Hulk movie with Ruffalo. I really, really do. It's, I was it's actually going to happen. He got he. They signed him for f- like I think like five more movies. They've signed them all for five more movies. Mm-hmm. So that's <laughs> that's all... another that's another Avengers or two. And Did then... you see the the ones released for the the upcoming titles between now and twenty fifteen for that they released for Comic Con? No. <gasps> oh. Oh, I'm gonna make sure I have all these right because I reblogged it on my Tumblr. Are these all the titles of the the new Marvel character movies? Yeah, well, these are all the movies coming out between now and 2015. Uh, oh. Marvel. Like they they released them. Uh, where are you? Where are you? There. We're gonna have Iron Man three, uh, Captain America two, which is Winter Soldier. Uh, we're gonna have Thor: The Dark World. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have Ant Man. And the one that I absolutely know nothing about is Guardians of the Galaxy. And then after that is Avengers 2. was in 2015. Oh. Where's the Hulk? I want a Hulk movie. Damn it, oh. I want a Hulk movie. Hulk's Hulk. my favorite of all of them. I want a Hulk movie too, and I want it to be Ruffalo. But I'm wondering, because, like, you know, they filtered all these characters through, so I'm wondering if they're going to make cameos. Like, we had Hawkeye and Thor and, and stuff like that. So I wonder if they're going to have, like, cameos and... There was talk. I heard about a Black Widow movie with Hawkeye. I've heard but, that too. But I haven't seen it. So I think these are the confirmed ones. But I don't know if they're like still going to throw more out. I don't I know see that- why they wouldn't because it's people want to see them. <laughs> you know, I mean, why not make as as long as they can, as long as they keep their heads about them with all the money flowing and, and keep the level of they've been able to keep the level of quality on all of them up you know for, ever since iron man 1 you know all all the lead ups to the all the lead up movies to the avengers are all quality movies and i expected to write quite a few of them off as 
or have them be cheesy or end up being sort of like the Fantastic Four movies. But they managed to, you know, each every time I, w- you know, would see them, I would walk away. I don't know why I, I should have I should have known after a while, but I'd be like, you know, I'm very pleasantly surprised, uh, especially with Thor. Thor was the, the lowest expectations I had of all of them. But, Same here. And it was my favorite. But, but I, I also have ridiculous feelings for Loki and Tom Hiddleston. So. An- another... <laughs> Another I'm thing, if you, go on Tumbl- if you go on right Tumblr, now. it's, yeah, I don't know if, if um, the, the actor, uh, Norman Reedus or Tom Hiddleston, you know, which one actually dominates Tumblr more right now. It's pretty much a, a battle for which one has the most teenage girls fainting in piles over them. Forget the teenage girls, like mid twenty girls, like girls. me, man. <laughs> mid twenty girls. I mean, I'm staring at my Loki magnets right now, stuck to my lamp. Oh. Um, I bought Loki magnets that look like little eight bit Final Fantasies from like the old school Final Fantasies. Oh. <laughs> so, um, you must be. It's getting pretty close to. Uh, well, not that close, but it's getting close to Dragon Con time. You're going to Dragon Con this year, I heard. Yeah, I pulled a YOLO. I I have no money, and I was like, you know what? Today it's what a it's a one o five. Tomorrow the passes are gonna be like one twenty something or whatever. Mm. What the hell? It's my twenty fifth birthday. I'm gonna go to Dragon Con this year because Dragon Con always falls on my birthday. Oh, you should come to Star Wars Celebration. Uh, young Boba Fett's gonna be there. <laughs> for him to hit on me again yes oh my god they're, they're also going to have Star Wars speed dating and I'm seriously thinking of getting Pisspot the Rabbit signed up for some Star Wars speed dating <laughs> yes oh wow really young Boba Fett's going to be there that's what I heard did you ever hear that story about Mike Bailey and the me being on a panel with him and him he was hitting on me Mike Bailey was? No, Boba no, Fett Boba, was. Yeah. Boba Fett was the actor. I was going to say, that doesn't sound like Michael Bailey. He's a married no. man. Yeah, yeah. Michael Bailey is the sweetest man ever, and his wife I adore, and I, I think she might cut me a little bit. <laughs> 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 they they only live like three hours away from me, so um, like yeah. two or three hours. Oh, but, no, uh, we, were, we were very disappointed that you didn't hook up with Boba Fett. <laughs> You're talking about you like he. You said he was attractive, and you he know he's very attractive. Right, you know, so you know, like, it wouldn't should, even be taking dr- one for the team, you know. It Is was, that your one true pair, me and the Boba Fett actor? Like, you, do you guys just like sit there on Tumblr memes and like draw fan art of us and be like, now kiss, <laughs> now kiss, and um, just like smacking our heads together? Sure, because no, I'm okay I mean, with that. I'm really okay <laughs> with that. It's just. <laughs> It's not as much that as just a general matter of principle as far as I can as far as I can see it. If 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 we can get as many two true freaks related people hooking up with with people who are in Star Wars, yeah. You know, so it, it's it's a sort of vicarious thing. So then all of a sudden it sort of, you know, rubs off onto onto the, the podcast as a whole. It's kind of like voodoo, you know, or kind of like cannibalism, you know, when, when, <laughs> and when... then suddenly we have guest pe- uh, guest speakers every week. Right, right, exactly, exactly. That'd actually be quite wonderful, actually. <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, most of the most of the 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 family of 
two true freaks podcasters are all like married and have kids and and all that so they can't go luring the guests in with with you and i are like the only ones that aren't really married are we single we're single the hair metal hero single um yeah i think that's about it us and us and the hair metal hero everybody else is 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 nailed down and i don't think any of them i don't think any of them are on the shady side and are gonna you know go outside the I feel Go like if we ever all get together, there's gonna be like this weird, like old, old, like like Victorian trying to betroth us off to like other nerdy groups <laughs> or something like that. Well, and because I'm a girl, you guys would have to pay my down my my downery and stuff like that, and you guys will get to pick your fancy ladies in their corsets. <laughs> there's. There's always something with the, with the with the people who are married or, or not single that that always want to you know they they always want to get a little bit of vicarious fun through the the the, the single people and hear any good stories <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah you wish <laughs> yeah I'm too poor to have good stories <laughs> good stories causing money not when I can go on Tumblr and just wish I was at Comic Con. <laughs> And cry in a corner. See, I, I, I have a feeling I don't know if I would like the Comic Con. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm actually in October. I'm gonna try to go to the Comic Con in New York City, but it's not like the San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, I, I, I know a few people I follow on Tumblr, and I think one of my friends is going to that too. I've heard. Well, um, uh, Paul Spataro, who does the show. Um, with Scott does uh, back to the bins with Scott a lot now he's he's down there so we're trying to get him uh, hopefully this guy that um, my friend Johnny Bueno and I did a interview with he's he's at all the comic cons and he's publishing the the fug the Fogel underground guide which will be like basically the um, over, under street over street under street the Overstreet Underground. <laughs> well, the Overstreet Comic Guide, but I'm getting Overstreet and Underground all jumbled in together. But it's going to be basically the the comic book price guide for Underground Comics. He's going to be there, and he's 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 always offered to get me and Johnny Bueno in. So so if we get Paul Spataro set up there, I might go down there for for a few days. I haven't been to New York City since. 2004 uh, outside of like the bus station and uh it's been too long and it'll still be fairly decent weather there in october so i'm i'm looking forward to that that sounds super fun you ever been to new york city i've been twice i went one time in middle school um on a family trip and then i went another time in high school on a course trip um, and it was actually really interesting because when I went on the family trip, it was pre nine eleven, and on the course trip, it was mm. like a year and a half after nine eleven. Mm-hmm. So it was, I remember, you know, both trips, and it was really interesting to like kind of see New York on both sides. And then, you know, that aside, it was just really fun. But it's one of those cities like I I would like to visit, but I don't know if I could ever live there because I, I like cities, but it's yes. almost a little too big for me. New York City, New York City is an insane pace, you know, I mean, I know a lot of, you know, especially if you live in New York City, if you're going to like do do it and live in Manhattan, it's, uh, 
it's going to age you <laughs> at a faster yeah. rate than normal. I want to I want to live in London actually. It's always been my dream since I was a little girl to go to London. I've I've always wanted to be there. But I I my other dream to if I fail as a novelist and fail being Mark Gatiss and Stephen Moffat's PA is I I've always wanted to work for the BBC. Like as since the first time I knew there was a BBC and saw programming from there, I just I I yearn for it and I dream about it like every, like all the time and it's just I I really want to be in London always all the time. Now do I recall from the Facebooks weren't you um weren't you trying to get some sort of work visa or something or a gig there? Still trying. Still trying. It's getting a work visa is stupid hard. Like it's it's this really weird catch 22 cuz the only one I'm qualified for because I'm not a student and or anything. They they have different ones. They have like really skilled labor ones and stuff like that. But the mm -hmm. only one I'm qualified for, they never have open. And I check back about once a week for it. And even if I it was open, it's one of those things where to get a work visa, I already have to have a job lined up. But most jobs there, you have to have a work visa. Right. So it's one of those like you have to know people and get into it that way. So I'm what I'm thinking about doing. And it's a really crazy trip, but I'm actually already sort of trying to save up for it. And um, I really just want to go and get like a vacation visa and then just go to studios and just put in my resume. Sure. <laughs> You're like, look, I traveled all the way across the ocean. You should hire me. There's right. there's one there's one studio I have my eye on, and I would give my right and left leg and my firstborn children if I ever procreate wore it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's Roth Lock Studios, and it's where they have like Doctor Who and like Sherlock and stuff like that. Or, or I want to work for Public Eye, which is an Italian agency, and a bunch of others. Like, but I think that would be my entire vacation would be travel around Cardiff and London, and put in my resumes and stuff. But I, that'd be my vacation. It'd be so worth it though. But I would stop at all the nerdy stuff. Like I would go to King's Cross and go to Platform Nine and Three Quarters. And I, I would go to Baker Street and like all the I would do all the nerdy stuff too. It's uh, it, it's so funny because it would be just about going from Georgia to London. You know, I hope I, I hope you won't miss the sun too much. <laughs> I'm I'm actually really okay with rain. I say that now, never being in that kind of rain. It's one of those things where I was like, oh, I'm always okay with snow, meaning I'm okay with Georgia snow. And the first time I experienced New York snow. Holy God! That I was gonna die, fight, and freeze to death. Oh yeah. So, I say that now. I'm okay with rain, but I've never experienced London rain, so we'll see. No, I've but. seen. I've I in my lifetime, I've seen winters with you know 15 feet of snow. Winters, you know, yeah. We have about three inches, and people mm. are shoveling like bread into their shopping carts and running for their lives. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I so wish I was. It's to the point where our weathermen down here in Atlanta are like, "Now don't go running out to the grocery store because it's not going to be a big snow event. It's just going to be flurries." Like they have to tell us that because <laughs> people freak out when we had the blizzard. I, What's I it going to happen? Yeah, well, I was going to say, what constitutes a blizzard in Georgia? Uh, we had a bad one um, a few years ago. Uh -huh. It was, I, it was I'm, I'm just I'm setting this up because I I'll, I'll tell my story about our blizzard <laughs> after years. You're gonna laugh at me too, but we had maybe about six, seven, eight inches of snow, and 
for for Georgia, that that's insane. That's crazy. I think it was either late 2010 or early 2011. But I because I remember I was just out of school when it happened. So it was 2011, like January or something. Um, and I just remember my dad and I just not being able to go anywhere. And like the, the roads are all iced over. And there was a, a supermarket about a mile down the street from me. And people were not used to driving in that. So people were walking to the supermarket <laughs> oh, no. in the freaking snow. And it was just, it was crazy. And it was only like six to 10 inches, maybe. In, uh, in night- but it completely shut down Atlanta. Oh, like, yeah. It shut down Atlanta for like a, like a week or two. So, wow. Wow. Really? Because we, we don't have the snowmobiles, like not the snowmobiles, Plows. like the snow plow trucks. We don't have those things because it never snows that much here. Even and it so, never, six or seven inches is just going to get like, you're just going to wear two tire tracks in it anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's we The city was just completely unprepared and it just shut down the entire city. <laughs> And I just, I remember just sitting at home with my dad for like several days before I could actually venture out to go to work. <laughs> in uh, 77, we had a blizzard. It's funny, I just got reminded, it, I'll always remember it, but I was at a garage sale and I actually found a Blizzard of 77 game, like board game that they made to commemorate it. That's how big, it was, it was a big deal. I think we got a two and a half weeks off school something like that I'd, i was at my grandmother's um on the weekend my sister and i were staying at my grandmother's house and uh on saturday night it hit and sunday they were like there'll be no school so we were like yay and my father had to take it there, there it hit with probably the first night it was probably about six to eight feet of snow and then it just kept coming it would literally there was there was 15 feet of snow on the road up to the house that i lived in my father had to come get us on snowmobiles my father had to first come from the house on snowshoes into the town and find his friends with snowmobiles to drive my sister and i back to the house and we had the um national guard bringing us groceries and stuff and it took literally two weeks before they were able to get plows, you know, up the road. It was it was amazing. It was, uh, you know, we were digging digging snow forts just by digging holes in the ground. You know, we had tunnel systems all through our backyard, and we were living on a farm. And you could go up to the roof of the barn and slide down the roof. The drifts were right up, you know, onto the rooftops. It was unbelievable. We've had a few. We've had a few corker since then but that was the grandmother of all of them and uh but when i was here in rochester once we had one where i went to work and it was just starting to snow and we ended up closing the restaurant early and when i went to take the garbage out the snow had drifted up against the doors and i couldn't get the doors open to the back of this mall because there was so much snow over we everybody had to walk home everybody's car was just like useless or walking through like three and a half feet of snow. We haven't had, we, we, I don't know. Global warming is pretty much taking care of that. The last couple of years, last winter was barely a winter at all here. Yeah, I shoveled it my was, driveway twice. 
I don't. I don't think it ever got below like thirty here. I think we had like one or a few times, a few like twenties, but it was very, very warm, which always makes me sad because I like winter clothes the best. I like a lot of snow. I like a. I like a good. Uh, I I like extreme weather. I you know if if I lived someplace where there are floods, I'd probably be hoping for floods and hurricanes and stuff like that. You know, probably not hurricanes. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just went through that tropical storm, Debbie, a few weeks back. I was in Florida. So. See, I would be all I would I would yeah I would I would be looking forward to that sort of stuff. It was fun. We pulled people out of ditches with my brother's truck. <laughs> that was my vacation. <laughs> I, <laughs> sounds I like a real Florida. redneck vacation. Is what that <laughs> I, sounds like. I moved to the boondocks. Okay, so I used to live in the suburbs, right? And I've moved recently, and I moved in with my sister. She lives in the in, in Bumblefuck, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And so my second night, like, living in this house. Which to I the was listeners out there, you can Google it. That's an actual town in Georgia. Is it really? No, <laughs> oh, my God. Please edit how, how derpy that was just now. <laughs> Never. <laughs> the most gullible person in the world yeah well yeah maybe but then again there's probably somebody in bumblefuck georgia going like wait a minute we're really here <laughs> anyway second night of me living in my new house with my sister and my brother and stuff like that um uh, i was sitting on the couch with my my other sister i have three sisters just so you know sisters one two and three um I was sitting on the couch with my sister Christina, and Jordy, who's my brother-in-law, walks outside, like, comes out of his room, and he's been in bed for about an hour and a half now. He comes out of his room and walks outside, and a few minutes later, he walks back in and goes into his room, and a few minutes later, he walks back out with a shotgun and walks back outside. <laughs> and it was, I kind of look over at Christina, and we stand up, and we walk outside, and Jordy's just standing outside with a shotgun. And we're just sitting there for a moment, and Christina looks at me and goes, I think Jordy has lost it. And he fires the gun twice into the air and just walks back inside. And then we follow him Is this back in Florida or in Georgia? This is Georgia. Okay. This is Bumblefuck, Georgia. Okay. And so we, we, we follow him back inside, and he's putting his gun up, and he comes back outside with us. And we, we were like, Jordy, why did you fire off that gun? He was like, oh, there was a dog getting into our trash cans. I was just scaring him off. But the kicker is our neighbor comes out on his front porch with his shotgun sure. and goes, Jordy, is everything okay over there? I was like, yeah, I'm just scared off dogs. And he fires his gun off into the air to help us. Sure. And he's back inside. That's where I live now. I'm a white girl from the suburbs. <laughs> um, I'm Down not here, a gun is bullshit. a tool. <laughs> and that's what Tina said. Like, my sister's like, well, everybody on the street owns a gun. And this is a concept that is just so foreign to me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, you'd think just sort of like running at the dog going, hey, get out of here, would work just as well as... No, we gotta shoot guns. Gotta shoot live ammo into the air. There's a, there's always a point where our other neighbors on the other side are constantly shooting guns into the woods. And one time I walked out there and I saw them dragging deer through the woods. Sure. So it's, it's, it's a very interesting change of place. But um, that's, I live in Redneck, Georgia, but... To my redneck Florida vacation, I got there about a day before Hurricane Debbie got there, or uh, Tropical Storm Debbie. And so um, when all the rain came and everything was flooding, well, my, my, my brother has what I like to call a big fuck-off truck. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we were driving around his big fuck off truck, and he, we we came across about three cars stuck in ditches, and we were pulling them out, and the water was already about two feet high, and they were floating around, and we were trying them through the water, because his truck was so big and heavy. So it was fun. Yeah, that sounds like where Scott and I grew up. Not mm-hmm. as much of the I I never saw anybody firing guns off just casually to like scare scare dogs away, but I could totally picture that. I could totally picture that in rural Georgia for sure. Yeah, and the, we're just like on the edge of like the suburbs are about ten minutes that way mm-hmm. and ten minutes that way, and then the mountains are about ten minutes the other way. So like we're in that like kind of area where it's like on the edge of the country. But we can still kind of be near the suburban areas. You don't have to get far from the suburbs or even from a city. (laughs) You know, you don't have to get far from, like, Atlanta a lot, it seems. Like, when I was on the bus, I I was saw how how quickly it could go from... It'll do the same thing around here, too. I I could get on my bike and ride for 20 minutes and be somewhere where, where probably everybody's got a shotgun. Yeah, I mean, I used to have two farms across the street, and then the Mall of Georgia was built, and we suddenly, I was in suburbia. Mm-hmm. It was it was ridiculous how fast it grows up, but how suddenly it ends, too. It actually kind of fascinates me a little bit. I'm fascinated with old dead malls and dead um, theme parks and all that stuff. I, I, I love all that, you know, when it's, how it springs up and then how it withers and dies only for new theme parks to to spring up the whole cycle of nature i'm trying to think of what other movies are coming out this summer that i'm even halfway excited about on the uh on the subject of um dying theme parks i have to say probably one of my favorite pictures i have i have this beautiful picture of pripyat after the 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 nuclear reaction like reactor thing exploded in freaking Chernobyl. Oh yeah. But there's a beautiful picture of a uh, Ferris wheel, and I think Kripyat, I think is how it's pronounced. Um, and it's probably one of my favorite pictures of all times because it just looks like something out of like Left for Dead. I'm waiting for freaking zombies to come after me when I look at that picture and crawl on my computer screen. Yeah, that whole that whole area is. You know, people are just starting to like venture in there and take pictures. It's still not a good place to go hang out, you know. But... That's why we have movies like the Chernobyl Diaries coming out. Well, it already came out. It but... already, already came out. I heard it was pretty awful. <laughs> Here we go. What's, <laughs> what's a movie that you think that came out this year was pretty awful? Is that your choice? That would be, well, yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean,. I'm I'm reserving my opinion. Uh, you know, I I Dark Knight might take that. <laughs> <laughs> I I just have this feeling that it's going to be a train crash. I have a feeling that like I just from the previews of it that it doesn't have the cohesion of the Dark Knight and I didn't think the Dark Knight had an awful lot of cohesion to begin with. I don't know what kind of accent I just picked up there. Cohesion. 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 It's, it almost sounds like you, it's a... You have cohesions? Eth- yes, yeah, like an ethnic extraction. Oh, we just went there. It's 240. We, we, when we started going into 
race, like racial accents of sorts that you know it's <laughs> but um yeah i just i want to wait to see what people start saying about it i think and i think that'll decide whether or not i, I hop to it i mean i kind of want to see it on a big screen because i think it's going to be visually really nice and christopher nolan is a visual good the the one that i just know is going to be a terrible 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 movie is the superman movie i don't think that's coming out they're making another year. superman movie yes it's a uh, zach snyder zach snyder's making it and Why? christopher nolan's producing it and zach snyder's directing it and Why? it's gonna be a darker darker more gritty superman why haven't they learned their lessons that the old ones rule and uh, they just can't do why well i i'm not a superman person anyway but it could be done. Well, that's the thing is, I'm not a big Superman person anyway, but I'm I would be very open to it. Like I remember going to see Superman Return, and I I still kind of like Superman Returns. It's just not. It could have been great, you know. It could have been a really good movie, and it was like had its moments. But um, I would I would you know I love the original Superman and Superman two, and even you know parts of three and four, but the it. Superman has to have a certain amount of heart to it, you know. It has to have a certain even if that even if that renders it a little goofy around the edges sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's got to have that. I think Josh Joss Whedon could pull it off. I think Joss Whedon could like film Toast and make millions on it. Yeah, yeah. No, well, no. He's he he is smart about the proportions of things he adds to the movie you know he he makes sure there's enough intelligence in it enough humor and that it doesn't it, it doesn't play to the the lowest he doesn't play to the lowest common denominator i i think it, my, for me it's he knows how to play the characters so once you love those characters then you could throw them into anything and you just won't care what happened because you'll already love them well he's sort of got the fanboys and the fanboy's desire for a kind of movie but at the same time he also wants to make a good movie and not just a fan film and stuff like that whereas um, Zack Snyder um, you know who directed the, his last movie was Sucker Punch which is probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen in the last 20 years and uh, he's visually really good but I don't think I liked his um, Dawn of the Dead remake. But you know, there's just never if there's humor in any of his movies, it's dark, and mm -hmm. you you gotta have that Boy Scout aspect of Superman. You know that that and an honest Boy Scout feel to it. You know and. I just don't. I I just don't think it works in that and under a dark lens. We'll see. I I have a feeling there'll probably be some really neat visual stuff that looks like an old Superman cartoon or something, or is really excite. You know, some exciting set pieces. But you gotta have. Is it is it based off? Um, didn't they re recently release a reboot of Superman? It, it was before um Flashpoint. Um. It was like Superman, like year one or something, and he was an angsty teenager or something. I, I I saw it a few years ago when I was working at a comic book store, but I 
I and I meant to read it. I never did, and it was just, it was it was like a really angsty teenager kind of. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Is that is that it. the one that they're doing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I, don't I hope know if not. It's, I don't know if it's based on a comic or if it's going to be you know maybe several comic arcs you know put together. I don't know what the 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 plan is for it. Except it is, uh, it, it looks like a, a chunk of it takes place, it's an origin one too, it sounds like, because it's got Pa Kent in it. I think Kevin Costner's Pa Kent. But it has um, Jor-El too, so there's, there's, there's stuff going on in Krypton before he, he gets here too as a baby, you know. So it's sort of hitting the same areas you see, I haven't, I never followed Superman much to be, I followed Superman more in the movies than I did in the comics. And I would read the occasional Superman comic at Scott's and enjoy it. <coughs> but it was usually old stuff, you know, from like the 60s, really goofy stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. the, the mainly, like, Superman I've ever given a damn about in the comics is definitely probably Kingdom Come. And that was the only time I really cared about him. Yeah, I haven't... Uh, I've been trying to... I've been just gently teasing Scott about how we should do um, some shows on the... What, what is it? The New 52 or whatever? The All the new rebooted DC. So he's totally not interested in that. I don't... I, I, I so don't my, my, my friend sent me the new Aquaman and she was... She told me it was the best thing coming out of the New 52. So you see, I've just since the '80s, I've lost interest. I've, I've, I don't know anything about any of all the multiple reboots they they've done, and you know, restructuring and all that stuff. I just pretty much in the late '80s, I was I was done. And then when I was watching what comics were doing in the '90s, I was like, okay. <laughs> See, that was when I was starting to get into it, but I was I was always more that Sonic the Hedgehog comic kid. Like I really followed that heavily. But I mean, I've only I mentioned earlier I've been recently starting to get into Marvel comics more because they they've had a couple of reboots re mm -hmm. recently. But they've been I I've enjoyed Thor's the big one I've been jumping into. Um, I I've been enjoying that one. So I'm interested into looking to other stuff like Captain America and everything post Civil War, and uh, I'm gonna send you this because I, I blogged it on Tum. Uh, no, I didn't. Give me a second. There's something coming up in October that they were talking about for. Um, they premiered at Comic Con, and it was well, it'd actually be much easier to Google it. I'm sorry, I'm being a derp. War comic. On Marvel, and it actually is, uh, 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 kind of piqued my interest a little bit. But I'm wondering if they're pulling a new Civil War soon in um, Marvel. Though it says Punisher War Zone, so I'm gonna shoot this your way, Chris, and see what you think of it. After I get rid of that, there you go. But they released this at Comic Con, and I'm a little bit wondering what it what it's going to wrap around. I'm kind of wanting to jump it into it a bit, but it revolves around the Punisher. 
Well, I would imagine that Marvel is having just a big boost in, you know, between being picked up by Disney and all the and the Avengers being, you know, making what a billion or so dollars over a billion dollars. They've got to be just having a boost in enthusiasm and stuff. I would hope that they don't feel the need to start fiddling with stuff, you know? Well, they just came out of Fear Itself, so I'm wondering if this is um, their next big, like, thing thing. Because I've been a little out of comics within the last year-ish, so I'm not quite knowing what, what happened between Fear Itself and now. So there's a little in-between area I'm a little foggy on. Totally forgot what I was going to say, too. I had something. I'm sorry. I'm I had sorry. something fascinating to say. Fascinating. Uh, you were talking about uh, how they're having this big boost with the Marvels and the Avengers and making tons of money and having a big boost and stuff. And then before that, we were talking about being bought by Disney. And, and before <laughs> that, we were talking about Comic Con. And I sent you that link and I couldn't find it. And then I was talking about Tumblr. Yeah, now I'm looking at, now I'm looking at the pictures and they look pretty cool. The Punisher yeah. Punisher Warzone was I mean there, I think there was a Punisher comic called Punisher Warzone before right or is this still the it's still ongoing? I cannot I, tell you. I really like yeah I when when it was funny when we were kids I was a Marvel kid and Scott was a DC kid, and then once I hit college, I pretty much stuck to to um, undergrounds or and and indie stuff. And just sort of moved away from the whole superhero thing because it was just getting too ridiculous and fanboyish. And it was too many people. It was all the companies trying to figure out how they could maximize all the the money they were going to get. You know, they, they had all these hit titles and then it was like, all right, variant covers and introducing this and that and and all that and it really took a big downturn in quality over quantity. One thing that I read recently that I found really great is um, that now that everybody's, you know, getting their iPads and, and stuff like that and um, digital comics are starting to boom. Yes. It's actually encouraging the sale of actual physical comics are going up like real comic book sales are going up right like in the graph was you know they were mirroring the the growth in digital comics so they're directly and they thought that was going to be the exact opposite effect they thought that was going to be the the nail in the hammer no i mean it's like of of it's like nooks and books which rhyme, but um, mm-hmm. like I get like a Kindles and Nooks and like all the ebooks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, I mean, it's not going to stop people from buying books. I I think the best way I heard it described was just because you have an escalator doesn't mean it takes away the use of stairs or right. it was, it was something like a phrase or something like that. Um, right, but people use the stairs a lot. You would think they would use the stairs a lot less, and they're actually starting to use the stairs more, which is it's it's odd. Yeah, I I know for me personally, like, I tend to check things out online first. Um, a big thing I do is when I read manga, I like to read it online. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, manga is 10 to sometimes 12 $14 a pop. 
And so if you want to like read an entire series, I mean that's that that's a heft. If ten books is a hundred bucks, easy. Yeah, e- easily. So I I honestly like to read a lot of my manga online, and if I like it enough, I'll buy it. Like Black Butler, which I reviewed uh, several of my shows ago. Um, that that's a big one. I I have been buying Black Butler in the hard copy form, and I read the entire thing on online, but. That that's how I feel about it. Like if something is good enough where I love it so much, I will buy it. But if it's not, then at least I read it, I know about it, I previewed it, and I'll go on with my happy life. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I think, and I think a lot of people also like. Um, I know Scott's very happy that he can take a break at work and read a comic and not have to worry about getting it wrinkled or all grubby, you know, from carrying it around and all that stuff too. So I think a lot of people do that, and I think I think there's a lot of people. I don't know. I don't think that, you know, it's that that squirrely urge that we have to collect stuff, you know, to have stuff or to, you know, to there. It's just not the same. I guess it doesn't push the same buttons to flip through your virtual collection and thumb through it. You don't feel the the ownership as much as pulling open a box and pulling out the comic. and, And I'm one of those people. I get a new book and I just smell it. I, mm-hmm. I love the smell of new books. I love the feel. I love the paper. I love books with cut pages where you can turn a book on its side. You can see the cut pages. Yes. Oh God, that's like porn. It's so good. Oh, all uh, the different, all the you know. I I'm not so I don't I'm not so nerdy about it that I know the different kinds of bindings and stuff. But I I love looking. <laughs> but you Sorry. you know, but you see some, but you know some. I get I'll get into that. You know, a, a really nicely bound. You'll see some books. You know where they're they're bound different. They're bound so that the book will fall open and stay open on any page you turn it. You know, it's a fancier binding and stuff. I love all that stuff, you know, and nice, nice dust jackets and anything, or even a beat up book has its own appeal to me, you know, that I would get at a garage sale or an old book that's been read. I, I love old books, like old school books. Cause they had that suit, you know, the binding of hardcovers in the old days was meant to, you know survive forever especially for school books so you'd have this school book that'd been handled by 20 years of little grubby kid hands to the point of where almost but not quite the title would be worn off it and stuff i love that and writing all over on the inside so yeah i don't think that'll that'll ever ever go away but i i honestly did think that it would actually go down to just a smaller amount of you know the the the, there would still be a good amount of a a large amount of people who who would ditch books altogether ditch hard copies but i guess i was wrong with that and i'm glad i was wrong because it um it also works into the whole uh, downloading you know diatribes that scott i've been going on about how downloading doesn't actually um destroy you know the movie industry or or anything like that and yeah i i'm a full <laughs> thing like i i will i mean i just said it i i i would oh my god sorry it's getting late <laughs> sorry um i mean what are we talking about pirating pirating i'm i'm all for pirating movies first and then liking them enough i'll buy them like i have thor both on my computer and i own a physical copy of thor mm-hmm 
I mean, I'll probably get arrested now for saying that. No. I I lied. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, just theoretically, you you theoretically you could have your your copy of it, but I may or may not have Thor on my computer. I I, I guess. You know, the thing is, I, I, I always knew that, yes, it, it wasn't a threat to the industry, but it's turned out that it's actually been even better than I would have thought. So I'm really, really happy about that. All right. I have one last point for it. Yes, both I was going to say, we should probably wind this up pretty soon because it's, it's almost three in the morning. and I, for both, I, I have yeah. to wake up in like four hours to go Ooh. to work. But um, last point for both of us. What's a recent TV or show or a movie that you've seen recently that was just a complete guilty pleasure that, like, you saw and, you know, could possibly get made fun of, but you loved it so much that you didn't care? Oh, jeez. Well, definitely I don't have a TV show like that because all the TV shows – I don't watch many TV shows, so it's all, like, condensed good stuff, you know. So I've been watching, like, Game of Thrones – Breaking Bad, Walking Dead, so it's all really. I really want to see good. Game of Thrones so Game bad. Thrones I'm so very, I'm so far behind on it. It's very I want to very see good. It so bad. It's uh, the the seasons of that show are way too. I was watching it. I'm like, oh my god, the season is over. I'm watching the last episode. Oh my god, that would buy so fast. Yeah, very, very, very. I don't want to hear it. Sherlockians only have three episodes, and now we have to wait till at least probably they're late like, spring, early summer of twenty thirteen. I don't know. Like they're more like movies, though. You know, you gotta think they're, of them. They're an hour like and a, a half. Movie. Technically, yeah. it's like yeah. nine thirty episodes, but I mean, we only get three of them, and they're not even filming season three until January twenty thirteen, and season two came out in January twenty twelve. <laughs> oh, I know the movie I saw. I've been, I've been, I've been, um hanging around YouTube a lot and finding there's a lot of people who are putting up sketchy, sketchy copyright. Um, and I won't name any of them cause I don't want to get any of them in trouble, but they'll put up full movies on, on, um, YouTube. And sometimes they'll put up something, you know, like, you know, a, a recent motion picture, but a lot of times they're old B movies or very obscure, movies and I found this one from 1981 and it was somebody who had all these Italian movies but this was an American movie it was called The Pit mm -hmm. and it was about it has I love it's terrible 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 movie like bad acting bad writing fair photography you know but still bottom bottom of the barrel but it has the most obnoxious child actor I think I've ever seen in my life. And I had to, I, I had to, I, it's the media masochist in me. I had to watch the whole movie. I should put it up on, uh, I'll, I'll post it up on, since it's on YouTube, I'll post it up on the Facebook page <laughs> for people <laughs> to enjoy. This Do kid it. makes you want to punch him in the face every second he's on the screen, and he's pretty much on the screen for the whole movie. He's a terrible actor, but he's also just... He's very creepy. You know, like, the... the, the Is he playing, like, a little shit character? He's a little, little socially retarded character that's, you know, he's, like, a, just hitting puberty, 
and he doesn't have any friends, but the, he's found a pit in the woods with these cannibalistic creatures with glowing eyes that live in it that he pushes his enemies into. He lures them out there. But he's very obnoxious and, like, you know, there's no way that this kid in real life would ever lure anybody out to the woods near a pit to... But he actually, the first scene in the movie, come to think of it, he does get punched in the face. So it sort of makes sense. But uh, he get, his parents go away and leave him with a nanny who he's got a crush on. And he talks to his teddy bear, too. And his teddy bear talks back to him in his voice, in his head. But, you know, the, the, na the nanny wakes up and he's sitting, you know, looking at her. And, you know, and she's just like, what are you doing? And he's just like, I was just watching you sleep, you know. <laughs> And she's just like, didn't your mom teach you about privacy? And he's just like, oh, don't worry. I would never hurt you. You know that. So, and like, she's, <laughs> she's cutting up vegetables and she drops a knife and he's just like, I'll get it. And she grabs a knife and he's just like, I told you I would get it. You know, that, that sort of thing. It's awesome. He's, he's creepy and obnoxious at the, it's just, sublime and I'm yeah and probably nobody else will make it past the first 10 minutes I'll just go okay okay whatever Honeywell <laughs> but it was your complete guilty pleasure oh, yeah, you I, loved it I, I, I was just like oh let me check out and see the, see what the you know see what this movie is it looks like the only American one here in this whole there all the other ones were Italian in Italian so without subtitles so I couldn't really know what was going on in them and uh and so, you know, I figured I'd I'd maybe watch a couple minutes of it or just sort of, you know, um, pop through different sections of it and see what it was all about. And instantly I was just like I was committed to it, you know, about about 15 minutes in. And I'm like, all right, I better make myself comfortable. I'm going to and 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 uh, switch this to full screen mode because I'm going to watch this whole thing. <laughs> I always start stop squinting at the screen and just give in to it. What about you? You must have you must have some guilty pleasure. My most recently guilty pleasure movie, and you you can't make fun of me because I am a healthy woman. All right. <laughs> okay. I saw Magic Mike. Oh really? It was so good. <laughs> I've. I've heard I've heard it's actually I can't remember I can't remember who the director isn't it Steven Soderbergh or something it's a, it's, it's a real uh, yeah. director it's a real director yeah it was one of those movies you know you go into it to watch the pretty girls the pretty boys strip and you know be handsome beautiful Channing 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 Tatum and, and Matt Bomer and, and Matthew Matthew McConaughey is the greatest character in that movie because he is just freaking off his rocker. Like, he, he just thinks that he is God's gift to women, and he is just, he plays just this ridiculous character. But the great thing about this movie is you go in for the guilty pleasure, and then you get really good plot. And then it actually turns out to be a real good movie. Uh, Kevin Smith was, was, um, was going off about what a great movie it was, and, um, 
He it was, was also great. quite also, excited got... that he saw Channing Tatum's penis too. Like, I, I guess they get that right out of the way, like right in the beginning of the movie or something. I don't think it's his. It's, I think it's Matt Bomer's actually. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it was a stunt penis or something. No, there's a really great scene because they the whole point of the movie is Chan, Channing Tatum brings in like this like new kid, and so like there the scene is when he first gets there for the first time, and he does not know he he didn't know he was coming to a strip place. And so he's just completely blindsided by everything. And there's a scene going on in the background where Channing Tatum is talking to him. And he just, you can't focus on that scene because this poor kid keeps looking into the foreground. And it's just blurry enough to make it past the censors and make it not in C-17. But it's one of those things that you know it's a penis. But it's a penis in front and inside of the like out of focus. Pop. <laughs> yeah, it's a penis inside a penis pump being pumped, and he this kid is just staring at it. Yeah, just staring at it, and you can't focus on this conversation because you're laughing your ass off at it because he's just so scandalized by this penis that's in the foreground, blurry, and you can't even pay attention to what he's saying in the background. <laughs> he's like a deer in, a, deer in the headlights. Yeah, but I think my the greatest thing is it has Olivia Munn from G4's Attack of the Show on it, and I haven't seen her since she's left the show. So it was great to see her boobs. There, there are boobs for boys. There's a few times where you have a lot of boobs for for the men who gets dragged there by their girlfriends. That sounds like a chain store. Boobs for boys. <laughs> What's it? Let's do it. That's for that's for like transsexuals or for you know getting your uh when you're getting the when you're getting the 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 change. I'm gonna go down and hit boobs for boys. See what they got down there. I hear they got the, the new spring line is in. <laughs> But Matthew McConaughey is great because, he, like I said, he thinks he's God's gift to women. And he's that borderline almost talking about himself in third-person character. Mm, oh, okay. So, yeah, with the... Because um, yeah, he's the owner of the club, and he literally thinks that he owns not just a strip club. He feels like he owns the world and owns every woman who walks in there. And he's like, I am the greatest man ever. And he's like blowing fire. And he's like, yeah, you're hot now, ladies. <laughs> he's just, he's re-damn-diculous in this movie. Well, it sounds like it's not really, it, it sounds like it's a pleasure that you shouldn't really be that guilty about. It sounds like it's actually, it's not like um, Showgirls or something like that where it's, you know... Oh, I, I went into it wanting to see Pretty Boys, and I was pleasantly surprised to get plot with it. It was one of those things, I was having a girl night with a with a, with a a friend of mine, and we went to go see Pretty Boys, and we ended up getting a really good movie. <laughs> Except for it got ruined for her, because Channing Tatum apparently acts just like her brother. Oh, And so no. the whole time she was watching it, she couldn't help thinking about it. It kept he kept reminding her of her brother. <laughs> oh no! It, that either takes all the fun out of it, but if it puts any fun in it, it makes it even more disturbing. <laughs> it made me laugh at her, so that made me happy. But yeah, that hey, that sort of brings us full circle to fan fiction. <laughs> Yay! I think we should go to bed. <laughs> yes, that's that sounds like a good idea. It's finally it's finally dipped below ninety degrees here in. I finally, I finally feel like, um, you know, um, that I can complain about the heat along with, I'm usually, um, podcasting with someone down South. So they're, you know, I'll be just like, yeah, it's 78 degrees here. And they're just like, wow, man, that would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But no, we've had a nice stretch of nineties. So I'm, I'm used to being, you know, and, and, um, 
And like you guys with the snow, we're the same way. Like this house doesn't have air conditioning at all. We don't have air conditioners in here or, you know, I mean, ever, like that's the thing about the South is a lot of there's a lot more air. You know, you're you're prepared for the heat. When it gets hot here, the whole house gets hot and there's not much you can do about it but sit like in a cold bath, you know, or something like that or yeah i i have a friend from nevada who went uh who's used to that dry heat and she recently went on vacation in new orleans and has never really been in humidity before oh yeah oh god she she called me up because i always talk to her about humidity and like how it's so hot here and how it's like 80 but it's freaking terrible right and she finally understood yeah where you feel like you've just been dipped in a bucket of sweat. Oh, the air you can wear. <laughs> That's what we call it down here. It's the air you can wear. <laughs> On that southern hillbilly you note, know, I'm going to go grab my shotgun, fire and some dogs, yep. and go to bed. Yep, scare off the neighborhood dogs. Yep. <laughs> it's been fun. This is fun. I'm happy to get back on my podcasting high horse again. Yes. Well... Um, be looking out for hub of all trades soon i don't know what i'll be recording yet that's the big thing it's some sometimes i'll be like i have this great idea and then i'll not know what to say well you gotta at least at at, at the very you know I, I i hope you get something done before that but like um uh you gotta get some uh dragon con reporting do you have a little oh, mp3 I will definitely recorder be or something to to run around dragon con with I definitely will be doing that. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I plan on it. I'm going to see if I can snatch up a few of my friends and see what I can find. And I'm going to see, I wonder if Mike Bailey's going. Maybe, well, last time me and Mike Bailey recorded a show together, I never heard, saw it again. Oh, really? So, we recorded a show from Dragon Con like two years ago, like a year or two ago. Well, what whenever I last it? went. I don't know. He recorded it. I think it was one of the. I think we talked about it. And it was one of those things like he meant to record it, and it just never got around to it. Ah. I Maybe think we, he we, is going this year. I think Shag is going too. <gasps> oh God! Oh God! Your boyfriend. Your boyfriend Shag. I'm going to leave this podcast now. <laughs> I think I just threw up some in my mouth. Yeah, exactly. Shag someone going, Whoa, shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Shag, I love you. I always look forward to, to fucking up your world. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go by your name. But uh, no, that's that's bad. I need to go to bed now. <laughs> that's my dream is, is having you and Shag. <laughs> Dreamy and Shag? No, as you and Shag is battling co-hosts on a Doctor Who on a monthly Doctor Who show, as sort of a Siskel and Ebert, you know, with that sort of Siskel and Ebert st style of relationship. Oh, I thought you were saying that me and Shag are like your one true pair. Like oh, it's yeah, like the I... true two, the two true freaks fandom. Yeah. And yeah. like we're like the main pairing, and people are writing terrible fan fiction about us, <laughs> and like trying to make us make out and. Before I know it, I just see like these pictures online, and, and it's it's like it's like the Loki Darcy ship from Thor. It's like you know they take a picture of Shag and a picture of me and mesh it together, and they're like, "Look, they're dating." That's how or, you know fandoms running out of ideas when they start writing fan fiction about podcasters. 
or fan fiction about authors of fan fiction or something you know let's write fan fiction about our favorite fan fiction authors i will mail something of mine to somebody in the true true freaks like listeners if they if they do something with me and shag and not even dating but putting us like in a fan fiction where we're where we're just like I don't know battling or chatting or just like going at each other or like or draw me a picture I will mail something in my room I'm tra- looking around my room I don't know what that. <laughs> find something to mail you yeah I will personally mail you something I have I have a uh, but I love those <laughs> as I say I have an Obi Wan Kenobi Pez dispensers from the Clone Wars the the new show well I'm but also I love saying that. be careful what you ask for as far as fan fiction goes too and and maybe you know maybe if if you guys are writing some two true freaks fan fiction if it's terrible it's even better terrible is better maybe we won't i don't know do we want to keep tell them to stay away from the porn please yes please (laughs) i shag is my friend i will not read it if it has anything i don't want to i don't want to read any two true freaks related <laughs> Any combination of We should have one. Okay, this is what I challenge you to do. It's it's me and Shag and, and Chris and Scott and Mike Bailey or or anybody else you wish to pull from our shows and we're all at Comic Con and we all have a time machine and we're trying to make Comic Con last forever, but something happens and we start knocking at our favorite actors like Stanley and or, stuff and we have to go back in time ooh, and save ourselves ooh, from ourselves. Time travel, sure. Or yeah, some sort of Hunger Games sort of theme going on there with with uh, <gasps> yeah, yeah, some sort of some sort of uh, most dangerous game, last man standing. Two true freaks fan fiction. I could go for that. That'd be great. Let's do that. Somehow and it's like, I have a feeling so the hair lit. metal hero would be the winner. Somehow I have a feeling the hair metal hero would be standing on a pile of corpses at the end of that. Yeah, but as long as I have an epic death, I don't care. I must have an epic death. Well, that's maybe the I thing can, is, I, maybe if I there's going to be a my harem of polyamorous men. Whatever, whatever. But uh, exactly, like if there's going to be a story like that written, I don't want to be the winner and be like, yeah, I'm the winner. No, I want to die some horrible, like spectacular, gory uh, death. How would you want to die? Huh? How would you want to die? Oh. Because I just thought of my death and being 3.15 in the morning. It's the most porn-tastic death ever. <laughs> yeah, I never, I, I never, yeah, when, I, like, I remember in college coming up with, and this was pre-9-11, of course, so after 9-11, it doesn't seem to have, it was not as funny or fun-sounding as it was, but I was like, I wanted to, like, jump off a skyscraper with enough explosives so that once I got about halfway down and, and detonated myself, that it would kind of mist me. So I'd come down as a mist rather than as big chunks. Oh my God. And I think that would be a really spectacular way to go. Screaming the whole time. Ah, boom, poof, and then cover a cover a city block you know that's so terrible i don't know why i'm laughing at it. <laughs> that is the most terrible thing in the entire world or or i'm i'm uh i i actually i quit smoking again but if yeah, i was yeah, sm- me too go us i quit smoking about a month ago I'm go s- so did i about a month ago i'm actually i'm smoking the um the vapor things but barely at all 
Um, but anyway, like, you know, have a, a nice cigarette in my mouth and then like maybe I'm sort of uh, jumbling around with something and I take my lighter and I'm sort of clenching it between my teeth for a second while I use my hands to do some something else. And at that time, someone kicks me in the nuts and like a nutcracker, my jaw clenches down and my head explodes. That would be a good way to go too. <laughs> okay, I like that one better because I was about to say your first one was gory, and I was thinking about a silly death for me. So I was like, oh, I don't want to share. Yeah, the first now. one's more like nihilistic. The second one's more of a comedy death. Yeah, for sure. I went. What about you? Okay, I'm gonna give a full warning now. It's 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 the N17 version of death that I want. Excellent. You know how to wrap up a show. I do. I want to drown in the in the in the. Uh, let me try saying this again because I'm cleaning my glasses and apparently I can't talk and clean my glasses at the exact same time. <laughs> I just discovered that. It's, a, it's like patting your head and rubbing your belly. I know, right? All right, I wish to drown in the cum of my polyamorous male harem. Wow. That's a first for... And we're out. <laughs> yes! <laughs> All right, I'm not even going sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode, with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Anytime you plan to visit Amazon.com, please be aware that if you use the Amazon.com link located on our website, www.2TrueFreaks.Libson.com, Two True Freaks will receive a referral bonus for any items you purchase. There is absolutely no additional cost to you whatsoever for doing this. All proceeds go directly toward keeping new episodes of all your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated podcasts rolling and it really helps us out. So please, use our Amazon.com link anytime you plan to visit Amazon.com. Welcome to Amazon. I love you. <laughs> visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.Libson.com. 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com, where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find 2TrueFreaks on Facebook. Just search for 2TrueFreaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook, too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook, too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. 
We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com slash league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks. Good. Well, that ought to hold the little bastards.